Hello everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 27th of June 2022. It's Gary here again and with us now officially being in summertime that can mean only one thing that we are indeed getting closer and closer to at least the start of friendly season and then shortly after that competitive action will be back before we know it. So the next time we talk, which will be a week from today, Rangers' competitive bid for 56 will be less than a month away from kicking off and I personally cannot wait for that. I was getting a wee bit puffed out at the end of a 65-game season last season, but it usually just takes a couple of weeks to replenish the batteries and then all of a sudden, bang, we're ready to go and you're just itching to get back at it. The club seem to be in a bit of a, a pattern of re-signing old guys uh, and, and looking at uh, signing really young guys, which is an interesting tactic for right now. But some players that were kind of slap-bang in the middle of 16 and 36, age-wise, would be kind of handy and kind of cool. And, and even some players that we've even heard of would be kind of ace as well. We're just about a month away from our first competitive game and, and we, we, we need the guys to be able to come in as quickly as possible and bed in and get a pre-season under the belt and start to contribute right away. I'm not telling you what to do, Rangers, but freshening the squad close season is what we are typically about. And and I did I think I did say a wee a wee while back that I was sure that once the players were back, uh, we'd start to see some action on the transfer flip front. And and I'm more than confident now that this is the case. Quite simply because that's exactly where we're at right now with the players and or most of the players and the coaching staff returning today. So we'll see um, how that goes. On to the game segment for this week. As I said last week, for anyone who listened, as soon as I review the friendlies, the club will announce more because there was that kind of two-week gap in the middle. And that's exactly what happened, of course, which is just the way that things go, isn't it? So here we have the confirmed friendlies list now for the preparation to season 2022-23. Saturday the 9th of July we have Rangers versus Sunderland and that's the one that's in Portugal in the Estadio Municipal de Albufeira and that's a 3pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's 8pm UK time. Saturday the 16th of July that's Blackpool versus Rangers at Bloomfield Road. And that's a 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 3 p.m. UK. Tuesday, the 19th of July, Rangers entertain West Ham in what could have been the Europa League final a few short weeks ago <clears throat> there. And that's on, as I say, Tuesday, the 19th, and that's a 2.45 Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 7.45 UK. And the final one we have is Saturday the 23rd of July and that's Rangers versus Spurs at Ibrox at 10am Eastern Standard Time, 3pm kickoff. And then the week after that, we are heading to Livingston on the 30th and for the first game of the, the regular league season. And then it's all systems go after that. I am absolutely, truly hoping for domestic dominance for, for next season. That's the cornerstone for success for every single Rangers team and that's what we want and that's what we need 
and that this Rangers team and staff need to produce it for us. A wee domestic treble would be kind of nice for us next season, Giovanni. Please and thank you. So we'll see if he can actually deliver on that. The, the end of the season was, was very good, as I mentioned before. He just figured out how to win games domestically one week too late after the, the last Old Firm defeat. So that was too bad. Anyway, on to RTV. As I'd mentioned previously, our attentions are on squaring up all of last season's payments and we're very much now in the final throes of, of that process. We've communicated with RTV, thanked them for the patience as our clubs all had varying degrees of success in returning to their new post-pandemic normalcy and we have agreed the costs with RTV and we'll be getting them paid as quickly as possible. We actually just received the invoice for that today. And this is also the time when we'd typically be conducting our RTV survey to see what clubs can realistically afford going into next season. And, and I will be chatting with Alan McWatt, our RTV director, on that one uh, this hopefully this week, maybe early next week, just to determine what our best strategy is for that as we move forward. So we will see how that one goes. For shout-outs, Firstly, I would like to start by wishing Narsa's very own Lorraine Spence a very happy belated birthday for this past Saturday, the 25th of June. As, as you'll probably know, Lorraine joined our NASA executive last year as the marketing and sponsorship director and, and has been fantastic in, in her role. She's also the heartbeat of all the behind-the-scenes work that, that went into our spectacular convention earlier this month as well. We did chat with Lorraine last Thursday night and she just about got her voice back from Vegas at that point, enough to enjoy her birthday and probably lose it all over again. <laughs> but happy birthday, Lorraine, and, and thanks very much for everything. And you may have seen that details were announced for Rangers legend Davy Wilson's funeral, which is, is now confirmed for this coming Friday, the 1st of July at 3pm at the Hurlet Crematorium. And that service at the Hurlet Crematorium is for family and friends. My understanding is that the intent is going to be that it will be paraded past Ibrooks at some point after that, that service, but I don't know that that's been fully confirmed yet, so please don't quote me on that just in case it doesn't happen. But just wanted to wish uh, young Davy and the, the, the entire family all the very, very best <clears throat> for this coming for this coming Friday. I know firsthand uh, and very from very recent events how difficult that can be. And as you know, we are we're here for anything. You need the very, very best of luck. And, and I'm sure you'll give uh, the legend that is Davy Wilson a fantastic send-off. Finally, on the shout-outs, I wanted to send a special mention to, to the boys and girls at the Orange County Rangers Supporters Club for their very generous donation to, I believe it was a GoFundMe appeal for a woman by the name of Ellen Cassidy, who was attending the North American Federation of Celtic Supporters Clubs, I think that's what they're called, convention in Las Vegas a week after our convention, so basically just a couple of weeks ago. And Ellen was a lifelong Celtic fan and was attending the convention, having a great time by all accounts, took her well, was taken to hospital, hospital and then it was discovered during... Um, an operation that she had a very aggressive cancer basically spread throughout her body and unfortunately Ellen passed away a day or so later and Brian Campbell, Nurse of VP and I had been talking about that uh, since it was first reported and 
kind of trying to figure out what we should do. And and I had reached out to their supporters association via their web form on their, their website, but didn't receive a response. And, and unfortunately, Ellen then passed a day later. Uh, but Brian's Club, uh, which is the Orange County Rangers Supporters Club, donated £500 to the appeal, which is just incredible generosity and goes to show that respect vastly outweighs sports every single day of the week. So sincere condolences from all of us here at NARSA to the Cassidy family and well done again to Orange County Rangers Supporters Club for your generosity. And the Campbell family also sent me a beautiful plant last week to help uh, continue the healing after my dad Ronnie's passing, which was such a fantastic and very, very much appreciated gesture. What what a clan that family really are. Thanks very much again. On to convention matters for this week. Your NARSA executive held the first of what's going to be two lessons learned meetings this past Thursday night and we got through I think it was it was certainly over 30 lessons um, which we we kind of put under the heading of the convention would have or could have been better if and then you know just we would put the actual lesson in there in the blank and we worked through the list and we have some tangible items that will help us move forward with more purpose and clarity on on some things that we could be doing with some tweaking as we move forward for convention planning for 2023 and beyond. Some items were absolutely specific only uh, to Vegas, just in terms of, of the logistics or the events that happened there or the location in and of itself, but others were more certainly applicable to any convention anywhere. It was a great meeting uh, with value-add input from, from everyone, so thanks again to the entire executive team for your, your time, your, your effort, your candour. Your, your input and desire to continuously improve our organisation. The next meeting we'll hold will be tackling the list of the things that went very well to ensure that we extract the lessons from those two. I imagine that meeting should be a wee bit later than Thursdays. Sometimes, you know, things can get a little bit uh, a little bit uh, tenuous or emotional, which uh, actually we didn't really have much of that, to be honest. But um, but on the, but it's, it's, it's important just as much to, to learn from the things that went well as, as the things that didn't go so well. And we're going to try and organise that, hopefully for next week, if if we can, and because we're still trying to balance giving everyone a bit of a breather after the monumental event that we just managed to pull off and also continuing to keep the, the lights on on the crucial items that helps us progress as an association. On to NARSA 2023, I can officially confirm that it is 353 days from today until Toronto Midtown hosts the biggest bash of the Rangers year. In weeks format, that is just over 50 weeks to go. We've started cursory planning and logistics dialogue with the team at uh, Toronto Midtown and we'll be getting on a kickoff call with them sometime in July. I think I said a couple of weeks ago we would have the call in, in June, but we still haven't wrapped up everything uh, for Vegas. So after everything from an admin uh, perspective is wrapped up from Vegas, then we'll certainly get on the phone and see where we go from there. We typically organise a hotel walkthrough to, to coincide with a general meeting sometime in the wintertime. And I'll work with the NASA executive to determine the dates for that so that if anyone wants to join us and make a bit of a weekend of it, you're more than welcome to do that. We typically in the last wee while anyway, I guess the last wee while is, is not very typical because of, of COVID, of course, but we typically have those run about the end of January, beginning of February time, so it gives us still enough time to, to plan things for, for the remainder of the time between then and the convention, and also it kind of gives us a wee bit of a halfway point in the season. 
And I took a cursory look at the fixtures and it gives us a couple of home games. Actually, one against St Johnson and one against Ross County around about the end of January, beginning of February. So we might be able to coincide it with that. But more to follow on that once we know. A wee bit more. If the World Cup was just a wee bit later, we might have tried to jet over to Toronto during that time. But it's it's most likely too early. We'll see how it works out. And of course, we'll, as I say, we'll let everybody know once we have that locked in. As I mentioned last week, one main difference that we have in place is our official travel partner, the Holiday and Flight Centre, putting on full packages that will include your flight accommodation and uh, at the official NASA hotel, of course, and your three-night event packages. And this is the first time that we've done that one-stop shop type of idea. And I'm really hoping, as I'd mentioned, that it would be a blueprint for for future conventions as well. I had, I had a bit of a conversation just over text this morning with Rosie Ratter from the Holiday and Flight Centre and we're, we're going to get a chance to chit-chat this week and just get some some dialogue going with the hotel and, and get some logistics planned there. As I mentioned before, it's going to be around about the August time frame that we will get uh, those packages out, but we'll communicate what they are and how you order them and stuff like that well in advance of that. So, yeah, lots happening in the background on the, the convention front. <clears throat> On to our communications for uh, for this week and from a wee bit of a rapid fire um, perspective on, on the communications front. This past Friday, the club, as you'll absolutely know for sure, the club put on the they put out sorry the, the home kit for, for sale and I hadn't heard a thing about launch dates, nor did I see any leaks of the kit come out on social media, uh, which maybe I would miss, but typically people get a bit frenzied about that and, and I would typically see that. I'm not hugely into to social media. So then I was a wee bit surprised to, to wake up and see that it's all out there for for people to see and, of course, to purchase. And I, I don't know. like I don't know if that's if there's a perfect way to do a launch, but I, I'd have been inclined to build up a bit of anticipation you know, if that was a NARSA launch, you, you might, for, for the folks that pay attention to the things that we'll communicate, we'll, we'll build up a wee bit of anticipation on this podcast, on our social media channels and, and our website, mostly our social media channels, to be honest, um, so that the, the the buying public will be in a bit of a frenzy come launch day. That's what I would do if I was doing it. But it was all just a wee bit mute. And I, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining at all because I'm, I'm absolutely not. It's maybe... To me, it just seems like maybe just a wee bit of a missed opportunity to have the the worldwide fan base band together and get properly excited about about a common a common goal that's that's coming our way. Anyway, the the, the new kit is an absolute beauty. I have mine and the family's order, and already and hope to be able to be sporting it later this week if they actually follow through with their four day delivery promise to Canada. Fingers crossed to do because I'm I'm always excited to get my mitts on that and it's report card day for Leo, my son tomorrow and assuming that he gets another tremendous report which he seems to do every single time he gets a report card then he will be sporting a lovely Rangers shirt at the end of the week. If it's a stink bomb not quite sure how we're going to manage that, so let's just focus on the positive. And as part of the launch on the Rangers website, if you haven't had a chance to see the interview that uh, Neil Smith did with Graham Soonis uh, on the website or through the, the social media channels, I'm sure it was there as well, then if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. It's an absolutely brilliant chat and provides some insight into some of the things that he put into place when he revolutionised the club back in the back in the 80s as well. I'll put a link to, to the the interview with Graham on on the on the blog for tonight's pod, and you can go check it out if you if you feel like it. 
Last week I did talk about the Rangers 72 film which tells the, the story of the 1972 Barcelona European Cup Winners' Cup winning team and the fact that I'd, I'd asked the club about international release dates and logistics. I had, a, I had a further idea, a little bit of a brainwave that I'd love to know these details and then work with a local cinema here in Calgary and have a, a kind of watch party of, of bears to come down and make a bit of a day of it. And I really would genuinely love to do that. But if the, the international release date is too far out, I'm fairly sure the bears are pretty industrious and they'll find ways to, to get to see the film and then it's, it's not quite the novelty factor that I was hoping for and it would be kind of lost. So I would love to try, we'll see, and maybe that's something that other clubs worldwide would might want to do as well and, and make a bit more of a community feel to it. So there is more to follow when I know more. I did contact the club again actually yesterday and they were going to check with the... Uh, who would it be now? I guess the production company or the or the broadcaster. Or, I don't know my terminology so well, but uh, they were going to check and, and double check what the international release dates were going to be. So more to follow, as I say, when I know more. Another week and another new commercial partner is announced by the club and this time it's a back of the shirt sponsor and the club said Rangers Football Club are delighted to announce an exciting new partnership with Global Electrical Equipment Engineering and Manufacturing Group Sokomec. I think it's that or Sosomec, Sokomec, I'm going to go say Sokomec. Um, so through the partnership, Sokomec will have their branding featured as the men's first team back of shirt sponsor for the upcoming 2022-23 season. Celebrating their centenary year, the independent industrial group was founded in France in 1922, Sacre Bleu. The family-owned company specialises in low-voltage energy performance and has a workforce of around 3,600 people across five continents. I think that's great work by everyone involved in that. As a kind of bit of a purist or maybe just as an old fart, I'm not a huge fan of, of giving away a whole bunch of Rangers shirt real estate to, to adverts, but I do completely understand the, the business um, and the, the business need to, to do this sort of thing, and that's just a way that, that the world is working right now. And I have to say, to be dead fair, thus far most of the logos have been pretty unintrusive to the eyes, so hopefully that theme continues, but, but well done to... To James and his team for, for securing another back of shot sponsor for next season. A quick reminder of NARSA Partners Five Star Signing Session with Barry Ferguson and Craig Moore on Tuesday the 12th of July. You can purchase memorabilia directly from Five Stars and have it signed or you can drop and po or post your own stuff off and they'll, they'll have it ready for them to sign. I will keep the link in the blurb for for that event uh, for the next, I guess, uh, probably the next two two pods, uh, this and, and next week, or actually maybe the next two or three, and uh, until the actual event happens, and then and if hopefully you get a chance to go along and see that. Uh, Rangers have asked fans for photographic collateral that, that may be included in official match day programmes going forward for, I'm assuming it's for next season, and the article on the website says, do you have a favourite or treasured photo from your years as a Rangers fan that you would like to share with fellow Blue Nosies. If so, don't delay. Send your pic to us today. Oh, they're poets and they didn't even know. <laughs> and it could appear in the official match day programme in 2022-23. It couldn't be easier. Simply attach your photo to an email and send it to editor at rangers.co.uk with Blueprints 2022-23 on the subject line. Please include as much information as possible in your caption, including the names of all the people who feature and where the photo was taken. And the reason I mention that 
this week is one I think it's a great idea and I, I do I do really like that and I'm sure that some attending bears at Las Vegas 2022 will have some tremendous photographs that they'll be able to share and if so have at it folks and, and, and hopefully we'll get to see you in the Match Day magazine come this time next season not this time next season because this time next season the season will be over come next season <laughs> my computer went off a wee bit there you probably heard that and it put me off a wee bit I didn't put it on mute silly me so finally uh, on on last week's podcast, one thing I did fail to mention was that one of the main features of my trip back home was to go and see former One Direction star Harry Styles in concert at Ibrox. And I wouldn't, uh, quite honestly, I've gone to see him anywhere else, but since it was Ibrox and since it had been such a long time since a concert had been hosted there, it was something that I really didn't want to miss. And my niece Chloe Carey is, an, is a mega fan of Harry and was basically a basket case for days before and after it such was the enormity of the occasion we actually went down for Chloe's birthday you might remember from a previous pod last year to see him in Vegas which ended up being his first concert of this tour that was early I believe early September uh, to, to mark Chloe's 20th birthday and then we managed to secure a box on the club deck as a nice treat uh, for, for my family and friends and wow I tell you that's, that's the way to, to watch games or events if I could afford that every week holy moly I would definitely do that the concert itself was, was really good and, and I have to admit that the fella puts on a terrific show and interestingly it was his first ever solo stadium gig which is a wee bit of history right there to do it at Ibrox and I chatted briefly with the club afterwards to see how the operational side of the concert went you know whether it was a success or not and the feedback was that the promoters really liked the venue as it is more of a kind of inclusive and intimate feel to it with the pitch being so close to the fans and kind of kind of unlike say for example Hamden or, or Murrayfield you know where you have the track around about the, the pitch and stuff like that so hopefully this is a bit of a springboard to similar events being held there in the future and, and maybe next time the end of the concert won't be kind of weirded out by some headcase spider manning off the club deck and in the <laughs> into the main stand below and made me almost spill my red wine that I was consuming lots of at the end of the gig but don't judge me for the Harry Styles thing we were there for Rangers we were there for Ibrox I was there for Chloe we all had it we actually we did we had a great time and of course we overdid it a wee bit Chloe then went on her merry way down to Wembley Stadium to see him last I believe it was last a week ago on Saturday or Sunday something like that I think she went on a Sunday night maybe something like that anyway that will do it for this week, my friends. As always, thank you very, very, very much for, for taking the time to listen and please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, please take care and all the very best. Cheerio.